podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, Russ with my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well on the YouTube channel. Please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you may have any time to put new content on. Loads of great guests, particularly in this weird, although it's not really... Obviously, the, the pre-season sort of started now, so we've only had about three or four weeks of any football. Um, and obviously, the boys on Saturday got Brentford, so um, that'll be fun. Um, and they had a good run out yesterday as well with Ipswich and Wickham. Um, we'll keep you going um, during this this weird weird time we're in at the moment. Loads of great guests, including today's guest. You can just see him see him in the bottom of the screen there. <laughs> he, uh, what can we say about Zab? Um, obviously, he joined... Joined uh, from the youth team, made his way up to the first team, um, played you know something like thirty-one times, scored his debut on his first team debut, I believe. Um, famously scored against Millwall, which means he's a hero wherever he goes now. He doesn't have to buy a beer wherever he comes to West Ham, and uh, and now more importantly, he's back with the under fourteens, um, which is absolutely brilliant. You know, we love to see the West Ham, uh, and my daughter's walked off now. She's obviously bored, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's great to see her back. Zav back with the under-14s and, and being part of the group. Um, how's things going with you, Zav? How you doing, man? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, apart from playing, I'm alive. Um, I'm happy. I'm with my family. So, yeah. And I'm um, back to work now, so over the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you have to, did you keep in contact with all the all the boys, all the under-14s during the uh, sort of lockdown? Yeah, initially, there was doing some... Um, online programs so we're keeping contact with them via zoom yeah. um but then after a while there's only so much of that we can do um so we have to give them a little break and now they've been back in for uh, three four weeks i think um non-contact and uh, there's different phases that they've been doing and now they are uh, at the stage of contact training so it's good and better for me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it must be weird you must be almost like you you know, because obviously, you know, having to not only sort of having to, particularly in the early early weeks when there's nothing you didn't know what was going on, and then having to be sort of seen to be the coach for the kids as well, it must have been hard to sort of, and obviously your kids as well, you know, sort of trying to ingest what was what's happening in the world and trying to show some comfort with those guys as well. It must be tricky. It was for me definitely with my daughter. Yeah, it was. It- yeah, it was tricky. It was it's a bit different. It's very different from what we're normally used to. Um, yeah. uh, and then not being able to be on the grass with the kids and doing yeah. everything online like this, it was, it was a bit different for me. Um, yeah. But I, after a while, I got used to it, but still didn't get used to it enough, I guess. Nah, <laughs> I'd rather nah. be on the grass. Um, so it was different. And it's something that we had to do because of the situation. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I think everyone adapted to it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you know... And, obviously you know we had restart and obviously the boys did the job which was great i mean that was even weird all that you know it's like you know for me having to be at the ground and you know there's only like 300 people there and it was so quiet you could hear a pin drop or just hear the journalist tapping on the laptop it's so weird i just don't get it man but it's um it is weird but we've had to adjust you know when you're watching when, when you're watching football like from Reese, obviously behind closed doors on telly. Do you watch with the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off? No, I watch it with the noise on. Uh, Is it? For me personally, like, um, if there's no noise, yeah. it's like being in the youth team again and playing reserve yeah. football. So it's not the same. Um, no. I need need a little bit of um, effects um, with it. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I'm watching now, I'm looking for 
different things than yeah. what I used to look for. Obviously, I've got that coach and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, my coach and I on. So, um, so it, but it's, it's been good. I have to put the the sound the yeah. fans because the fans that's who makes football yeah. work. If I'm, if I'm being transparent, so. no, totally. I mean, we've when we've spoken to lots of ex ex hammers and we've spoken about the whole sort of behind closed doors, they say, you know, they've obviously you've you've, you've played youth team, reserve teams, behind closed doors, fixtures, and friendlies, and it's just weird. And, and the fans just give you that extra 20%, you know, if you're feeling a bit crap or it's not going your way. The adverse, obviously, if you're not playing well. It's nice not having a sixty thousand fans screaming at you, telling yeah. you to fuck your ideas up. But it, it does show how much the fans mean to mean to football. And I mean, even when I'm at the ground, I have to put the crowd noise on because it's weird. I just can't can't cope yeah. put my head around it's, it. It's different. It's it's a, a lot different for me personally. Like, is I've always valued the fans. Yeah, in the stadium, but obviously this time shows them how much more you really value them yeah it's true and i and i always always assumed that that crowd noise was some bloke in a in a in a box you know sorry my dog's got some it's got where's she got that from um i always assumed that you know there it was like a a sound box a a bloke was in a you know studio pressing buttons but i found out it's all done with with ai it's all done like with like clever stuff with Octa Index and obviously oh, it's all yeah. feet. Yeah, and so I didn't really know about that, which yeah. makes it more interesting. So obviously when when we were three new up against Norwich at Carra Row, mm. when they got booed off the pitch, it's like you know the robots were turning against them. So <laughs> <laughs> poor Norwich, poor old Norwich. Yeah. Technology is a beautiful thing these days. Mental, absolutely mental. Um, but no, it is what it is. And as you said, we've 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 come through it all right, and the boys did a job, and we're still in the Premier League, which is what I wanted. You know, it'd been horrible. You know, I feel sorry for like Watford fans who, the last time they saw their club, they were in the Premier League, and now they're in the Championship. Bournemouth, you sort of already thought. I know you you played for Bournemouth, but Bournemouth were already sort of a little bit, you know, yeah. one foot already in. But it was horrible for them, and and good for Villa as well. So it was, it is what it is. And um, to be fair, I never thought we was going to go. <laughs> nah, like I was, I was probably one of the only ones, well, one of my friends that actually, yeah. I was actually confident. Yeah, our fixtures, it was, it suited us, and for me, from experience. Um, whenever it matters, always turn up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. They always do turn up when, it, and you even just know. Matters, even though every game matters, but when it comes to the real crunch, crunch time, you I turn know. up. You, I know, and 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 you know, you've you've been around, you've been around the club long enough, Zav, to know that, you know, when when we look at the teams, the little fixtures, and you see Chelsea at home, you fancy us. When you see yeah. us play Watford. Everyone was like, "Oh, probably lose to Watford, but beat you." And it made no sense, but it's just the West Ham way, and everyone's yeah. been hardened to it. For and that's why we're West Ham fans because yeah, you know I'm you don't. It's like it's just so unpredictable. You have to watch each game because oh, uh, over the years we tend to beat the bigger teams and yeah, draw or lose to the lesser teams and stuff. We well, always that's, have. That's just us. <laughs> it is us. It is, and and so you mentioned us. Obviously, you know what what, what I do every time we get an ex player on is we talk about their sort of journey. To West Ham, yours started yeah. very, very young. Obviously, um, yeah. coming through from the youth team, was it always going to be West Ham you you were going to play for, or were other teams when you when you were playing youth football? Um, 
to be fair, I started the academy system quite late. Um, I started at under 16s. Yeah. So that's in the academy setup. That's very late. So when I when I got scouted for first time, I was 15. So when I and then when I signed, I was just turning 16. So um, I only had like six months um, to get like a scholarship because normally um, they tell you by Christmas times um, who's getting a scholarship or not before. So you have opportunity to go on trial at other clubs if you don't get a scholarship yeah. before the end of the season. So bearing in mind before that, I never been in the academy system before that. I just played grassroots and didn't really get much training either. Uh, I played games. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, West Ham, well, we played a tournament at, um, in Watford and um, West Ham and a few other clubs was there. Um, um, yeah, West Ham was one of the clubs that called, called me to come in. So, yeah, um, I, was jump, I jumped at it, to be fair. So, I, I was happy with that. Yeah, and then then you were in. And uh, and it weren't really long, really. I mean, you look at some people who, obviously, you know, it went, obviously because you started a bit later. Um, you know, it's not like you were, I don't know, Anton who came in at twelve or whatever, and sort of worked his way up. It sort of was was quite a quick rise to you to get into the. You know, I mean, eventually when you got when you got into the first team, um, you know, what's it like when when you uh, when you get told because it was Macclesfield, wasn't it? You made your debut. Yeah. What's it like? How does it happen? Does the manager like bring you in, or is it put on a board? Or uh, so, so normally before before the day before a game, if obviously if you're training with the first team, you have an opportunity of being in the squad. Of course, yes, that's just a given. Obviously, but I didn't, I didn't know. I know obviously I know it was um, Macclesfield, so it's the league team. So the managers tend to experiment as such and put in young players yeah. and on the bench or starting. I didn't know if I was. I did, I knew I weren't starting because I weren't in the starting team because you have sure. to before every game they do set pieces and things yeah, like yeah. that. So, uh, but I knew I weren't starting. But I knew I had an opportunity of being on the bench, which I was buzzing about. Uh, after after training, they put the specials up, and obviously I was on the list. So, but I didn't know who was going to be on the bench. Um, so it, it was just good to be in and around it because as a as a kid, you just want to be in and around the first team. You just, you just want an opportunity. Yeah. And um, it, for me, I was obviously I was just passing, just being a squad full stop. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I remember the the day like, we turned up at Upton Park, and then they put the bench. They, they obviously that had to start in eleven, and then they done the bench, and I was on the bench. And I was obviously I'm passing. That's when I went into my. Uh, text my agent at the time. Text yeah. my just before the game, saying I'm on the bench. So I was buzzing, um, so then it was good. Like I was just then. I obviously I didn't expect to come on. I just thought no. I was probably making up numbers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, it was it was it was good. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, and then you scored. Yeah, <laughs> as well. So you know, not only were you not thinking, you know, you, you put on the bench. You know, you came on and you scored on your first team debut. Now, you know, there's quite a few West Ham, you know, strikers particularly, you know, Tony Cotty scored his debut, uh, Freddie Sears scored his debut, and you scored. And so that must have been awesome as well. You know, it's like not only, you know, it said that just is the icing on the cake. It's the cherry on top, really. You know, coming on, making your first team and then scoring as well. Oh, you know what? it's, I was doing an interview um, the other day and I was just saying like that feeling there, I can't really explain it to you. Yeah. 
Um, the only reason why I say that is because there's a lot of stuff that went on before. And sure. then, like, my... not I didn't have bad times. Um, obviously, you there's other players that was ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the academy. And then I'm thinking I'll never get the opportunity. So then then other players will be in and around first team or training with the first team. Then I think I'll never get the opportunity. But I'm a person that always believe in my own ability. Uh, but the only way I can make someone else believe it is by me actually proving yeah. it yeah, and working yeah. hard. So, and then I had a few injuries as well in the youth team. So that kind of slowed me down. Um, and then, yeah, that was a bit frustrating. So one, once I got the opportunity to be on the bench and then once I got the call to say I'm coming on, yeah. I, I said to myself, I've got to enjoy this as much as possible because it might not happen again. True. Uh, so then I tried to do whatever I could to leave an impression. Because my thing is, if you're able to leave an impression on someone, they'll want you back. <laughs> they'll yes. want you to come back. Oh, so, um, and luckily enough, obviously we was losing to start with. Um, so we, it went into extra time, I think. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it went into extra time. And um, yeah, I came, when I came on, obviously I was buzzing. Um, yeah. doing whatever I could to be able to be effective and just to help the team and just to try to enjoy the time full stop because like I said I might not have got the opportunity again so but I could have said oh, I played at least once for a stem so I'd have been happy with that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and you and not just that but you and 35,000 people would have been could have been in your well, not just say that thousands and hundreds of thousands of people would want to be in your shoes and so yeah even it's even one game you know it's just people would die for that opportunity and to score as well and and not only that you know then you obviously you went on and you played like 30 obviously injuries and yeah Yeah. sort of stumbled the career which we know but you know not only you score you know you you sort of got two big ticks you scored in your debut that's a good west Ham tick but then scoring against millwall is another tick you know not many people not many people have done that. What's it like playing in that? I remember, I remember that game vividly. I was lucky. I was up in, I was up next to the police control room. That's where, that's that's, that's where the that's where the announcers box was. I was up there. I was well out of the way. I was happy. Yeah. What's it like being a player in that situation? Um. To be fair, because I was a young young kid, I I weren't because I was a home team. I was yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I'm at home. I felt I felt a little bit more sorry for the Millwall players because anything could have happened um, uh, for them. But obviously, I didn't think the fans would have like done any physical abuse nah. to the, the players. But it's just, um, it's just different, and it? it's like you won't you won't expect fans to be um, running on the pitch and stuff like that. But that night showed me how intense a rivalry was. Yeah. Obviously, I've always heard about it, and as a player, you hear about you hear certain people talking about it, you hear certain fans talking about it. But then to see that, that made me realize how much the rivalry is deep, yeah. how deep it is, basically. And that one size one because when we got to the stadium, we heard that there was a something that went on outside before the game, yeah. And that's when I knew this game, we if we don't turn up, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get it. <laughs> 
and, and obviously that was that i mean we, we had had jack on recently and obviously that was that was quite an emotional game obviously the first game since he, his yeah. dad died and he and he speaks really nicely about you know obviously you scored and then went over to him and said that's for your dad and that sort of yeah. he, he he's his bottom lip went um when he was when, when he recorded that because obviously it's bringing back a lot, of, a lot of memories and also ironically it was 11 years yesterday wasn't it i think the game yeah. and it's yeah. funny because yesterday also i interviewed someone and your name came up in a hammers 11 as well so it was just like the worlds collided they were doing a, a team of of people who made their debut uh, for west ham in their in their teens and so obviously you did see so you in screen. but um yeah it's crazy i think that was 11 years ago absolutely mental because yeah, that that day obviously it was um it was a difficult time because me and jack we kind of grew up together we came through the system yeah and we lived in the same digs together for years so we had and obviously i knew his dad and i knew his family so um, we spent a lot like a lot of time together so we had that bond and that connection so when that situation well happened a couple of days before it was obviously it didn't affect me as much as it affected him obviously because it's his dad but it did affect me as well so but it affected me more because of him as well because i knew how much his dad meant to because yeah, his dad used to come to every game every youth team game he used to see him all, all the time so um so it was difficult so for me no matter what i did on that pitch it was always in remembrance of yeah. him and his dad kind of thing yeah. so i was just exactly. I, was, I was buzzing that i was able to do something that left a a, thought, a memory of some sort with jack Exactly, and 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 not only that. I mean, it's not just not just the situation with Jack, but obviously, you've 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 gone down in folklore history, really, Zavon, because you scored against Millwall. It's it's if you score against Millwall or Tottenham, that's it. You know, you're just you're a folk legend, and so you always will be because of that goal. And um, and it was just ironic. I thought how it was like we were planning this today. It would be yeah. if we did it yesterday, it would have been even better. But it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. and, and and obviously now, you know, obviously. After that, you know, after West Ham, went to you know a few a few clubs in Burnley and Daggers and things like that, and now back as an under fourteen coach. How did that happen? Who who gave you the call? What was the what was the story of that? So um, you you probably will believe it. It's quite it's quite simple, um, quite straightforward. So obviously, when yeah. I towards towards the end of my career, I just I kind of like fell out of love with playing because sure. once you're playing at a certain level, there's a lot of things that goes on that a lot of people won't understand and won't know kind of thing. Um, and then because I was used to a certain way of living, I grew up in the West Ham system with, with a professional environment. Um, there, there, was a, there was just a lot that went on. So I kind of fell out of yeah. love with it. And um, at the time, Jack was the under-18s coach. Um, so, um, and obviously I had a bit of a knee, knee problem but I could still play, but because I fell out of love with it, I said, I'm not going to put myself for it for something I don't love anymore. I love playing, but I just don't love what comes with it. Um, and that's like a lot of football footballers. Yeah. Um, so when, when I decided uh, I'm just going to retire and do, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I've always said in my earlier years, I always said, oh, I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be a coach. I always said that, but then I also said I I, I could never be an agent. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and there's one thing with me as a person. I've always wanted to be someone that I've never had before to okay. to a kid. So in my mind, if I could be someone 
that could help kids um, uh, achieve their dreams and all of that kind of stuff, then I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. But because I know I love football so much, it automatically led to coaching. Yeah. So when I when I finished, I obviously I was speaking to Jack because obviously he retired early as well. So we were speaking, and we kept in touch anyway. And then he's like, I can't just come in, just be come be around and see if you like coaching and see what we do and all that kind of stuff. And obviously you have been through the academy, so you you see see if it's different or what, all of that That's kind cool. of stuff. But I went in a few times and I just kind of fell in love with the coaching aspect of things because then I, I was able to um be that person that I wanted I wanted to be for for a youngster. Um so then like and then I because I know the game I also wanted to learn more about the game as well. So and that all led to coaching. So then because I spoke to Jack and then I had to do my badges and all of that kind of stuff. And then yeah. basically because of Jack <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 that's and that's the beautiful thing. I think particularly for West Ham, um, particularly in sort of recent years, as you said, you, you know, obviously Jack was obviously he's, he's over sweating his ass off in Atlanta at the moment. But um, yeah. but obviously, yeah, you're in. You got Colton. You got um, yeah. oh, Paul until recently. Obviously, Conscious now gone to Billericay. You got Kino. You got Potsy. It's lovely to see well, from a fan's perspective the sort of. The you know the ex the ex the older generation you know you're not old Zab but you know yeah, I mean yeah. so imparting West Hamness to the next generation because that's yeah. that's always been a criticism of West Ham fans on their on their players in the last couple of years is there's no apart from sort of a few there's no West Hamness about the team and but you guys you've been through it you've played Millwall you know people have scored against Tottenham they you scored against Millwall and it's all this type of stuff just to keep that sort of tradition going it's it, it's it's lovely to see it really really is yeah, but to be fair over the over the years is it's got the what the club from my point of view what it's mm. wanted wanted is uh, to have people that's been through their system yeah or for the club yeah uh, so especially i was speaking from last year um in each age group there was a player there's a player that's either played for the first team or been through the system so from on the 14s upwards so i was on the 14s um coley was with the 15s and 16s with conch um yeah. and then kev keen was with the 18s and then potsy was with the 23 so that's what the club tried to do which was yeah. which is good and it, obviously it was perfect timing for me as well so yeah uh, yeah it's worked out well we went hand in hand and obviously i was just happy to be back because i a lot of my friends know that West Ham means means a lot to me, and yeah. I've always said to them that if it weren't for me playing for West Ham, I probably don't know where I would have been. Um, I, only God knows, but yeah. that's why I would be grateful. I know exactly. I would have got. Um, I know I would have made something of my life, obviously, because I'm not that person to do nothing. Yeah. But West Ham gave me the platform to uh, achieve one of my dreams. And that's playing for some people, so I was yeah. And also, you, you, under twenty, you played England under twenty threes. You know, represented your country at, at, at twenty one level, rather. Yeah. And scored as well, you know. So on my debut again, <laughs> on your debut again, exactly. You came off from Theo, didn't you? Theo Walker, I think you came well, on for. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if I 
if it weren't for me getting the opportunity to play for West Ham, I wouldn't have been able to play for England in 21s. Um, exactly. So I, I always go back to the root of everything that, um, whatever situation it is, I always go to back to the root and the root is always West Ham. So then that's why I'm happy to be back here. So. Oh, brilliant. And they, everyone, everyone's buzzing that you're back as well. So it's really, really cool. Right. Anyway, so we do this thing called my, the, the hammers. You, you basically, my hammers level is how bloody point the channel. Um, and then what we do is we, we, everyone we interview, whether it's a fan or an ex player, we get them to pick their 11. Now, it's not saying it's the best 11 or yeah. whatever, but the, the, the time that you played at West Ham, it could be even with some of the youth team guys, maybe it doesn't really matter. But to pick an 11. Of, of the players that you you can obviously you can play yourself you can put yourself where you, if you try and play four four two so you might want to play yourself up front or right wing it's up to you what you want to do um yeah. but that's what we do and it's quite fun and, and what's really interesting and you say how you watch games differently now as a coach when people do their 11s it tends is although there's the same as certain players who are usually the same from the same era there are some who don't appear in the fans 11s but do in the players 11s so guys yeah. like um in our it's sort of your type of era. So people like Hayden Mullins, for example. Yeah. Hayden's, Hayden's always in the team, but he's not in a fans team. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, yeah. exactly. I think yeah. Luke Chadwick, Luke Chadwick put him left, put him right back just to get him in the team because yeah. he's so. Important. So yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Right. So we do this. We we'll start. Who's in goal? Who's in goal? Firstly, um, Rob Green. Reno. Yeah, Rob Green. Yeah. Funny character, by all accounts. Very funny yeah, character. Funny character, but it was, it was a different character. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. It what I was used to. I think he was, he was very different. He was very quiet, um, and he kept to himself, which yeah, he was different. Yeah, but a, good, a great keeper. Obviously, you know, yeah. he, was, he was. And we've, I think that's one thing West Ham have always done well. We've always had a good kit, apart from maybe a, a six-month period last year, unfortunately. Um, We've had a good, we've had a strong keeper in goal. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he, he was unbelievable in training, in games, and he was very professional. He, he, he was, it was the first keeper that I've ever seen that was in before training in the gym doing work yeah. before training, after training in the gym doing work after the after training. And he was the first. He made me. He was one of the first people to make me realize how much work it takes to actually play at the top level. Sure. And he did, you know, World Cup, and obviously well, <laughs> he had his problems at the World Cup, but it doesn't matter. He, he played for England, and you're right. Yeah, and goalkeepers are, exactly, and I think goalkeepers are always, a, you know, you could miss a, miss a shot towards goal, and no yeah. one remembers it. Yeah. He lets one, you know, it's, it's always an exposed position, goalkeeper. But, um, yeah, we'll put Robbo in. Um, let's go Let's go left back. Who should we have left back then, Zab? Um he's gonna go i'm torn <laughs> you can yeah. you can pick someone and then mention the other people as well as honorable mentions it, you know it's, it's all it's all just a giggle anyway but uh um i put a, a rita longer oh longer yeah um but i wanted to put um yeah yeah all right cool I'll put a rita <laughs> who were you gonna who are you toying between um no i'm gonna put him on the other side don't worry yeah it's okay. fine all right okay I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna get crucified by someone but it's fine <laughs> it's yeah. not mr Konchesky. you're not gonna crucify mr Konchesky, are you well i didn't play all conch oh you didn't play with him of course you didn't no, no of course you didn't oh okay 
yeah. Yeah, yeah. Conscious. Yeah, conscious. Yeah, them out of them two. Yeah. All right, you're gonna put Conch in or you're gonna put Ilunga in. I played in so it's different. Okay, I'll we'll put him in. All right, we'll put Ilunga. We'll put Ilunga. Crazy man, crazy guy by all accounts. Ilunga. He's so good though. Yeah. He's one of those people who's like he just was he just seemed to have a really good game and then next game he wouldn't play he would be he could never maintain it you know what i mean he was like he was always you know he's it wasn't consistent bless him but um and uh i loved him i thought he was really funny he was good he was a good guy right okay we'll go we'll go let's go right back then who are we going to put on the right back position then? so this is where i'm going to get crucified but it's fine um <laughs> i'll send the i'll send the text so it's not for say i love you um i'm going to put um lucas nil Nothing wrong with Lucas Neal. Obviously, I wanted to put Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Lucas Neal, like, you know, top, you know, we've had Anton on here saying, you know, basically saying what a top, top, top guy he was. Yeah, great yeah, captain, yeah. great man. Um, and was quite a scary person, you know. He <laughs> just, it's that Australian accent. To be fair, he was, he was good. I, I really liked him, man. Yeah. Um, he, he was good for the young young players as well. I, I think I played one or two games with him. I can't remember how many games, but he, he was on the ball defensively as a leader. He was, it was phenomenal. So yeah, for me, he was a good signing from Blackburn. Yeah, he was. He was, and obviously that that famous you know great escape season as well, wasn't it? So yeah, no, he seemed to. And it, it, Anton tells some funny stories about him and how it made it made people t- you know give a percentage of their win bonus. To the kit man and stuff and how we yeah. had team meetings about curbs and mervyn day in and you know yeah. he's seems like a top guy a really really a really he was a proper guy yeah yeah he, he cared about everyone yeah makes a huge difference when you get yeah. that in a captain 100%. yeah he just seen i mean some some people are captains and they're captains for captain's sake where lucas neil seems to be a captain for the club so it's not just you in the first team. It is the kid yeah. man. It is the tea lady. It is yeah. the ticket lady. And it just seems, I just think, you know, but that's what a captain should be. It's not just yeah. a captain for the first team. And, yeah, um, and the, way, the way he conducted himself off the pitch mm-hmm. as well, it was just, it was a testament to him as a man. Yeah. Uh, for us as young kids, we, we kind of like looked up to him because mm-hmm. of how he was on and off the pitch. So he, he's someone that will encourage you but also dig you out when you do something wrong but in a way to make you think twice not not in a malicious way kind yeah. of things no i get that yeah that's what that's what we all liked well that's yeah. what i like anyway. yeah uh, uh, right let's go center backs so we're gonna have center backs then zav um so i can't i can't put anton because i didn't play the game no. first game with him um <laughs> i've got Gabadon. Oh, Gabs, yeah. Unbelievable. Great guy. Um, do you watch do you watch him when he was he hasn't done for a while? He's the he's he's DJ sets from his from his, from his attic. He hasn't done them for a while, Gabs, but uh that's what lockdown it makes you bring out some moves. So, <laughs> so no, Gabs was on the ball. Yeah. Brilliant. Um defensively, I thought it was one of the best that I played with. Um and just as a man, he's he's, he's just a good guy, um, caring, and he always tried to look t- look out for us, 
the youngsters as well. And that's what I liked about the club as well. Like when we was coming through in the academy, uh, from the academies, like we, we were going to an environment where there weren't much arrogance or weren't, um, all the players kind of understood how it how it is to be a youngster coming into an environment like this. Yeah. So they always, all of them kind of looked out for us, which was, which was good for us. No, I get that. Yeah, and that's and that's what you need, particularly as a as a as a young guy, a young kid going into the first team. You know, because it yeah. must be daunting. You know, when you get the call up to start training with these guys, particularly yeah. if you're like, you know, keep, you know, you sort of you like West Ham already, and it's like to see these players. You go, shit, I'm playing with these guys now. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine, yeah, it's um, it's all about encouragement, particularly for the younger guys. Right, so yeah. Gabs is in. Who's Gabs going to partner? Tonks. Ah, oh, JT. Yeah. yeah, it has to. Played with Tonks since I was on the 16s. Oh, really? Of course, yeah, because yeah, obviously Jack, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of so, course. And he, he, was, he was training with the first team from 16, on 16 anyway, so. But he was, he's a good player, man. Yeah, he was so composed, and he was he was way advanced from us at, from under 16s. He was doing sure. things. It made defending look easy, because mm. uh, obviously when I, when I was in the uh, uh, 16s and 18s, there's some we play against some some teams, and I just have a field day. But when he came through, I had to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he was a good. He's, he's a player, man. Yeah, 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 and it must. And and as a striker, as a forward, rather, when you're when you're when you're eyeing up the opposition, you know, you must think. As you said, some games you're thinking, "Oh, I'm going to have an absolute belter here," just because you know you may have, you know, you see the centre backs or you see the re- wing, the full backs. You're thinking, "I fancy this, don't you?" Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. A lot of times I used to think, "Oh, yeah, I fancy this," and then it didn't. It didn't go to plan. <laughs> First impressions didn't last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's go into midfield. Let's let's go um let's go left midfield. Who should we have left midfield then, Zab? Um I'm gonna put Jack. Yeah. I think you have to, otherwise he'll he'll text yeah. you. Although, he, although he's, he's not one that'll text me and ask me questions. <laughs> no, yeah. Lovely but guy. I don't even need to nah. um, speak much about Jack. Obviously everyone knows. Not only because of our friendship, but he's just a player. Yeah, <laughs> he can play. He can use both feet. His left foot is a bit uh, at times was like a standing leg only, but that's fine. <laughs> um, his right foot was good enough. Yeah, uh, and he he just he used to do some stuff on the pitch as a midfielder that wingers do, and I used to buzz off him as well. Even though it, in at times in training he used to just wipe me out. There's one time. <laughs> Ah, uh, there's one time in training he he literally wiped me out under 18s, and they just said play on. <laughs> I was <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> but you're still mates, so that's all right then. That's all yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, on the on the field of play, it's different when you're off the field. No, right? it's different. The, the reason why for me that that's fine. You you, you train as you want to play on the set. Totally. So I'm I was good at that. I just. Yeah. Didn't, be injured <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's off for three weeks cheers Jack. Yeah. thanks a lot man all right let's go let's go the other side let's go right midfield let's have right midfield uh junior oh yeah good yeah. shout junior oh what a... again you know 
it was there was a whole sort of raft of sort of you guys that came through and saying i mean i was, I was fortunately you, you got injured and and they got we sold julia and you just think you know you know it's almost like you had like that golden era when it? it was always lampard and carrick and but yeah. actually we had a sec we had a and jack and tompkins and the four of you and you know it just it was just yeah. it just wasn't meant to be again you know t- too yeah. many t- too often it just doesn't yeah. pan out and obviously was, was, we left there's a lot going on with the club as well yeah yeah, yeah it was got like relegated and the own there was new ownership and mm. um new managers so yeah. there was a lot there was a lot of changes yeah. which yeah yeah <laughs> which will always yeah. happen unfortunately but that's yeah. where it's part of the game yeah it's part of the game and we can just but but then we can because nothing happened um you know we can always dream what if rather yeah. than it happened so what if we had rio and frank and joe and michael and glenn all in the same team and defoe what if we could have won the league but we didn't because we didn't have yeah, one we have been in champions league by now we would have been when i interviewed harry that's what he said he said you know if we kept them lot we would have been champions league and um i i, I totally agree with him at that time all right we put jack okay so we put a junior in who is we got central midfield who should we have central midfield then uh scott parker scotty p yeah great shout he's easy 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 he's a man isn't he he's probably top three best centre midfielders I've played with really yeah really he's a great guy he, he just he's a proper leader man on and off the pitch um technically gifted don't get um a lot of people didn't say that before it well don't say it enough but technically he's unreal mm. um his energy is unreal oh, yeah. Yeah. he's just a player <laughs> I just keep saying be they're just players like but they are i mean they are and i mean you know and it's great that i'm i mean i'm really happy that scott's done the job with fulham because i just think he deserves a bit of it, yeah it's good to have a it's good to have i mean most most british managers particularly tend to be and it's no disrespect to anyone else but they tend to be sort of the eddie howe sort of tracksuit you know what we can do it scott i don't there's something about a manager who wears who's always in a shirt and tie and really smartly dressed in the touchline it tends to be more continental managers like you know like like pellegrini did but you know guardiola and you know they tend to be all night and scott's just he just oozes class i think yeah i would eventually eventually i would you know in a few years time after david's done a great job creating everything i'd love to see scott involved at West. Yeah, I just think it'd be great. And um he's yeah. and he's one of those and he's one of the players who really who really sort of I get really passionate about because he comes up quite a lot in discussion of these elevens and everyone's like, oh, because he went oh I would put Scott Parker in but he went to Tottenham. And that winds me up more than anything because he was like for three years he was the man. He won how many nah, years three in a row and Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So for me uh, I can't get that there's a rivalry between Tottenham of course. and I'm just looking at the, the man himself and the player totally. Totally. He, he was unbelievable at times he dragged us through certain games yeah played he, on defensive he, midfield yeah you saw that sometimes he literally pulled his socks up and i i mean i used to watch obviously 
I'd obviously see, I've got quite a nice view of the pitch and it, you'd see him literally almost crawl off the pitch at the end of the game. He was so, he put so much effort in and he loved to do that little pir- Parker pirouette, I used to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Noble... Get, he does then, that, you can't get the ball off him. Nah, and then Mark does it and I noticed Dex does it as well. So it's almost like it's been passed down through the generations. Yeah. This sort of, the Parker pirouette. Right, okay, so Scotty's in. Who's Scotty going to partner in that midfield? There's only one. <laughs> Mark Noble. Yeah, only be, mate. Te- yeah, yeah. Technically, Noble's is so underrated, it's unbelievable. And I agree. I've, I've said it for years, like, I'm confused how he's never played for England. No. Like, I look at England squad now, yeah. and I'm like, what's the yeah. guy got? Yeah. Well, like, fortunately, he's got, he's got this on, he's, where's this? That's the trouble, Zav, and you know that. <laughs> no, like, I'm so confused, and... I know. Yeah, like, I've said it for you, like... Yes, when once I left and I was at different other clubs and mm. people asked me about who's good and who's the best and mm. I was knows and te- technically he's the best, one of the best. Yeah, you just don't get enough credit for it. And no. I've always, I'm not, I'm not one to um, slate anyone, any managers or anything like that. But decision making regarding him not playing for England is poor. It's just that now with with Grealish, yeah, exactly, and yeah. In, in the squad. Mm. Well, also it's like weird. Obviously, Jit, you got Grealish isn't in, but but Calvin is, and you're thinking, well, you know, you said you can't be in England squad really if you don't play if you don't play in the Premier League. Well, Calvin didn't, and Jack did, and it's just, it's yes, yeah, behind it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, might, you don't, you don't know, do you? You don't know what goes on. But you think on form, you know, someone like Jack would, Jack Grealish would offer something different in midfield for England. And I'd love to see him, him and Deck, you know, in in a midfield. It'd be lovely, you know. I think it'd be good. Um, him and Deck, for me personally, is the most gifted centre midfielder England have. Yeah, Grealish is the most gifted attacking midfielder England's got. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. I don't, I don't think anyone could commit. Win fouls and creative as as much. No, and that's Unless, then that's well, you're totally right. right. No, you're totally right. No, it's true. It's it's, it's someone I was listening to um, talk sport. We're talking about it, and it's like, yeah, he does he does get fouled a lot, and maybe he does make sometimes makes a bit too much of the foul. But the fact is, he gets fouled, and then that's that's a you know around the sort of the the area box. That's that's an opportunity to score. So. That's what you want. You want players, you want defenders having to foul you. It might be a penalty. It could be a free kick. And, you know, it's, it's, not, you it's, not, it's not even only the fouls. It's, I just think um, it's just him as a player. He What he's done for Villa, mm. yeah. he single-handedly kept them up. I think. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I agree. Because I've, I've watched a few games after lockdown. Literally, every time they got the ball, they passed it to him on. Yeah. Just like what Barcelona does with Messi. Yeah. If if you if one team does that, it shows how important this player is. Yeah. And then there's no coincidence why he's won so much fouls. <laughs> no, because he has so much of the ball as well, isn't it? So inadvertently, if you're passing it to him, he's going to have more ball than anywhere else. So he's going to get fouled. And yeah. you know. And then, obviously, come September the twelfth, when when Messi lines up again with Declan Rice and Suchek exactly. in that midfield, 
yeah, that is that is going to be amazing. If he if if he does, you know, obviously we sidetrack, but if Messi does come to the Premier League, that will be incredible. I think just because be, I just, think it'll be scary. Uh, it would be a bit scary for a lot of teams. I think it will. Yeah, but I think it'd be scary for him. I think you know he's made such a career out of Spain, being Messi. I just think he'll get for the first few games he's going to get fouled off the pitch, just because. I, I think he'll find it easy because yeah. um, I yeah. think the Champions League is the highest of the highest. The tempo is yeah. at the highest of the highest. So he's playing against teams from all all walks of life. Uh, yeah. So he's used to the tempo. Sure. And his brain. He plays in his brain. He plays the game like a slow motion, but it's everything going fast here. Yeah, uh, but I think he'll be fine. Like everyone says, oh, he has. It's because he's at Barcelona. Why it looks so easy? No, it's because he makes it easy. Remember, he, he has to have the ball. He has to it's be true. in different places. Um, fair enough. He's got good players around him, which helps. Mm. But to score the goals he does, and to assist what the assist that he does, it's it's all him. It's true. It's true. Obviously, you know, he's graced Upton Park. You know, he's played Upton Park, and yeah, uh, and, yeah. and I remember that game very well. You know, and um, and obviously, I've, I've seen. I used to go to Barcelona quite a lot, so I've seen him play, and he's an amazing yeah. player. And uh, uh, no, I agree. It'd be interesting to see what happens if he comes and who he goes to, and yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Well, it might just be a massive, a massive sort of PR stunt to get the Barcelona president out of. Which is something which he mm-hmm. wants to do, maybe. But who knows? Because apparently, because isn't because isn't they aren't they haven't they ripped up? They're going to wrap up Suarez's contract as well. Yeah, so it's like, it. what's Coman doing, man? It's like you know, absolutely mental. But uh, no, we'll see what happens. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, it'd be great to see him in the Premier League. I just think you know it's the best league in the world, and you need to have the best players. And he's yeah, him and him and Neymar, the two who haven't played in the Premier League. You know, you know Ronaldo did obviously, and and Suarez did, but. Them yeah. too. And then Mbappe, obviously, as well. Um, yeah. Right, OK, we'll put Noble in. Um, let's go up front. Who are we going up front? Are you going to put yourself in, Zab? That's the question. No. No? no I'll leave myself out this time. Oh, OK, you're going to coach the side instead. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a coach now. <laughs> um, I put uh, Dean Ashton. Good shout. Great shout. Great player. Before he got injured, he was... Unplayable. I think oh, he, was, he had he had everything. Mm. He had everything. Left foot, right foot, header, hold up play. He had everything. He did. Yeah. Maybe not as quick as most people, but didn't need that. Nah, nah. But he, 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 weren't, that, he, he weren't he slow. Was. No, he weren't slow. He had enough to get by a defender. You yeah. Know, that, that, and no, yeah, it's, it's a terrible shame, you know. And he's a, you know, he's, he was. You're right. He was probably, well, in my opinion, the most complete striker because as you said. I haven't seen a striker like that, as in he can do everything. You know, he's not, yeah. he's not, he wasn't particularly quick, but he had a head, he could skill, he could turn, he could, he had a shot on him, had a brain on him. And yeah, yeah again, it happens too often, happens. Zav, it with happens. injuries. I mean, with you, with Junior, with, you know, there's everyone who's, you know, it's, it's just injuries. Yeah. And it just, injuries, that's, really, part, that's part of the game. You, it you, is. You've got to expect it sometimes. You don't want it to happen, no. but it can happen. What's it like? What's it like when you're injured for a long time? How do you feel like mentally? What's it like? Um, obviously, it's tough. It's going to be tough um, yeah. mentally because at times you come you come into training, then you're in the physio room instead of being on the grass. Mm. 
I'm, I want to be a footballer, not a, a patient. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so it's tough in that aspect. And then at times you're in the gym um, and then not on the grass. So it's tough seeing all the boys training, sometimes looking out, seeing that they're having fun and all yeah. of that stuff, which mentally could be a bit draining. Mm. But I was, I was lucky to have good people around me and the yeah. club helped me um, quite a lot. So it weren't as draining as it could have been. So yeah, I had like, no, I that. good people around me. So I was, I was, I was all right. No, I get that. That's cool. All right. Okay. Dino's in. Uh, there's one more spot. Who's he going to be? Ah, uh, Coley. Yeah, that's safe. If you didn't pull him in, there'll yeah. be some problems coming he, back to he, you. I'll get another call. But no, Coley was... But um, before his injury, when I was coming through, he was unplayable. I remember that goal against Tottenham. That's when I oh, made my um, that game. I made my mm. day uh, first ever Premier League appearance for West Ham, and I was yeah, he, he was unplayable that game. Yeah, and then games after that, it was unplayable as well. Um, yeah, he is probably on his on his day. Yeah, he was a handful. Yeah, he was. He was on. The, you're right. On his day, he was when when he had it when he was going right for him you're right he was yeah. he was just as good as anyone else in the premier league and what's it and for you you know obviously making you know the premier league is like the holy it's the holy ground you know it's, it's the place everyone wants to be so obviously yeah. not only making your premier league debut but against tottenham as well again that must you must i know you said it you must have been absolutely buzzing for like your premier league start because you've probably been watching premier league since you were a kid and yeah. now you now you're playing it Every boyhood dream you're sort of fulfilling, and uh, yeah. it must be I amazing. Think, I think it took me a while to actually really grasp the moment. And I yeah. didn't really grasp the moment in the game because when I came on, I think it was losing two one. So um, I came on to try and make an impact. So I weren't my main focus was yeah, just, yeah, just to try to do something. So I didn't really capture it it fully. Um, but after when I thought about it, like I've accomplished the dream. So yeah. um, there was no one could take that from me. No. <laughs> that's oh, that's no. what I always So like, obviously as a kid, you always dream to be certain things or you want, you want to do certain things. And the moment it happens, it's like a, not a weight off your shoulder, but like a relief and an accomplishment that you could actually say you put everything into. And then you yeah. got your thoughts. So um, I was, I was happy. I was, yeah. That's brilliant. Over me. Yeah, fantastic, mate. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really nice. I appreciate mm-hmm. everything's busy and you, the kids, and uh, you know, yeah. everything going. I know, I know how you feel. So I really appreciate you. Fucking hell, 50 minutes. Jesus, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> so thanks, Nav. I really, really appreciate it. And obviously everyone does uh, who's watching or listening to it on the podcast or whatever, or on YouTube or whatever. So thank yeah. you very much. It's been lovely. Thank you. No, um, no problem. No problem it's been, at all. Thanks, it's been really good. Absolute pleasure. And obviously thank you to everyone for watching or, or listening. You know, like, share, subscribe. If it's on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, whatever, um, podcasts, all that type of stuff. For me and Zav, take care, everyone. Um, stay safe. See you soon. Come on, you wines, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.